So a couple of days ago, Ron Rivera made news as we welcome you back into the fast lane. Uh, made waves is probably a good way to describe it when mentioning that uh, if he had known that Sam Howell was this talented of a quarterback, he would have played him sooner. But basically admitting he's not paying attention to what Sam Howell was doing at practice. Of course, that has sparked plenty of reaction, and we always appreciate when you share yours. Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll get to that uh, tomorrow in the Fast Lane as you've had plenty of feedback on different topics. But, you know, it begs a lot of questions about the commanders this coming season, about the direction that Josh Harris is going to elect to go with that particular franchise, and how you handle a situation like that when it seems clear that there's a void in leadership. So... Somebody familiar with that through his work at the Daily Coach also has one book he's written on leadership, Gridiron Genius, has another coming out, Football Done Right, and of course he's with the GM Shuffle podcast and former NFL executive himself, Michael Lombardi, back with us once again in the fast lane. Michael, a pleasure to speak with you. Um, Did you start thinking of ideas for your next Daily Coach when you heard Ron Rivera's comments a couple days ago about how this can be a leadership lesson for many of us? You know, I, you read my mind, Ed. I think that's true. Yes, I think that's what makes the daily coach kind of unique. Is we can we can talk about the, we can take some ideas and put them in perspective of what's actually happening. So the reader can then say, "Oh, okay, I got what happened. What did he do wrong?" Or just what somebody says. Look, Ron Rivera. Uh, you know, he admitted it, but to me, it was a horrible admission because. Not only is Ron Rivera the head coach, he's also the general manager of the team. I know Marty Herney has the title of Martin Mayhew, but everything Washington football-related goes through his desk. And if he's not paying attention to the players, who is? Who is? You know, and so to me it was an absence. It was really malpractice at a high level, and it was uh, and it was him not doing the job that he was hired for. And if you're Josh, if you're Josh Allen, excuse me, if you're Josh Harris, you're expecting him to do that job, and I think he let him down. How much do the comments from Ron Rivera about Sam Howell and Ron Rivera saying if he knew Howell was this talented, he would have played him last year uh, more than just the season finale against Dallas, how much does that underscore a trend that you've seen, uh, I'm sure, throughout the NFL that oftentimes there's a reluctance to make these type of changes in season on the fly, even when the information's actually there? Yeah, well, I get that, right? You don't want to, you know, you're seeing it in practice. Do you really want to take the chance of it in the game? I get that. However, you know, when you're when you're having positional struggles, right? Every day at practice, you're evaluating the team. Every day at practice, you are somebody who's trying to figure out what do we need to do to get better? What do we need to do to get better? What can we do to get better? And if you're not asking that question and you're not looking at those answers, you're not getting better. And so I, I think to me, yes, it's risky. But if the guy's looking good in practice and no one's paying attention to him, you know, then it's a real issue. When, when I was in Cle- when I was in Cleveland with Belichick or New England with Belichick, we would spend, you know, after practice, we always had what we call a basic period, which meant a lot of the young players went against other young players for 15 plays, 12 plays, whatever. But what we did was we put all those plays on a reel, and at the end of the season, we sat in the office and evaluated them. We might sit in the office and evaluate them after four weeks, after eight weeks. If you're not watching practice and looking at every player, what are you doing? It's not assignments. You're looking for who can we develop, who should get more reps, who's ready to play, who's not ready to play. How did it work? Like, let's take this out further, Ed. 
How about if a guy was having a bad practice and he didn't see it, and you still put him in the game? I, I think all those are fair questions to ask. Michael Lombardi with us here in the fast lane, multi-time Super Bowl winning NFL executive. And, of course, he's a VSIN contributor, is a host and writer, and has the GM Shuffle podcast, among many other ventures that we discuss here in our chat in the fast lane. Uh, the bigger parts to the Ron Rivera element as well when it comes to a franchise like Washington and coaching um, is the fact that how as a coach do you expect your players to get better if you're not pointing out where they can grow and improve over the course of the season, not just what you see on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays or Saturdays now whenever the games are actually played. Right, and if you're in like, uh, okay, if you're Mike McCarthy, you may not be in charge of that because Jerry Jones and the personnel department, those guys are running that. But if you're Ron Rivera and you've, you've asked for all the power in the organization and you've asked for all the authority, how are you not doing that? Why aren't you doing that? Like, that's the problem. That's what I see. And so that's the issue. And if you don't, if you don't take responsibility for it, how could you ask other people to take responsibility? Michael, I hope we're not going to get the dial tone from you because I saw at vcin.com uh, about a month and change ago you had the article up about the Washington Commanders and thinking there might be a lot of value in them going over the six-and-a-half win total. Uh, how much have you had to rethink that? And maybe you'll have to even drop it either on the Lombardi line or the GM Shuffle podcast later this week. Well, I, I don't want to drop it because I think I think I want to put the pressure on them. They have a good team. I mean, they do have a good team. There's some good players on that team. They won eight games last year. There's no reason they shouldn't win eight to nine games this year, you know. And, and I think to me, if they don't, it, it's really a it's really a mistake. And I think it's going to hurt. It, it, it's because they didn't get coached or prepared properly. So I'm going to hold on to it. I'm not going to hang up on you, Ed. I'm going to hang on to it, and I, and I believe they have a chance to do it because there is talent on that team. The problem is it takes somebody to drive the talent to another level. Bringing that into focus throughout the rest of the NFL, of course, goes to your time with the New England Patriots and very good familiarity with that. Michael Lombardi with us in the Fast Lane. Uh, VSIN contributor, his articles and show content are at vsin.com. He hosts the GM Shuffle podcast. Um, as it relates to New England directly, there's a lot of interest in our footprint. We're based in Virginia for Demario Douglas, who made the 53 man roster of the product from Liberty University. How surprised are you by that, or did you see what the coaching staff saw even before he showcased his talents in camp? Well, I mean, you know, it certainly was good in college, but I think what you see, it's one thing to be good in college. It's another thing to be good uh, when you get to pro football and demonstrate it. It's good you taking the game to the field. I think that's always so hard. You know, taking the practice game to the to the game field, and this kid's got great quickness. He can get out of his cuts really well. He shows the ability to catch, run with it after the catch. So you know, you got to feel really good about what he's been able to do. So uh, I, I'm I'm definitely I think they're high on him, and, I, and they have every reason to be high on him. You mentioned how the New England Patriots have a lot of confidence in Demario Douglas. When folks look back on the time at Liberty, because of course he was there with Malik Willis, is there a possibility that you know in a year, maybe a couple of years, people go, "Wow, people give Malik Willis the headlines because he's the quarterback," but maybe it was Demario Douglas who was as big a catalyst for that offense? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, look, he made plays, and he's a good player. So I think there's no question that, uh, you know, people are going to talk about him. And, and if he continues to grow as a receiver 
and the Patriots continue to develop him, I don't think there's any doubt that he'll be very effective. Multi-time Super Bowl winning NFL executive Michael Lombardi, he's transferred that knowledge as well to two books. One is Gridiron Genius, that's already out. The other is Football Done Right, which will drop on Tuesday, just after Labor Day. And Michael, gracious enough to join us here in the fast lane. Michael, the other part of that equation is Malik Willis. Uh, Clearly was behind what the expectations are for an NFL quarterback last year, but showed out in the preseason, made the NFL roster. Uh, are you surprised at all that that happened, or do you know more about Mike Vrabel and what he does that can shed insight into how he and that staff drove Malik Willis to be what, at least now, appears to be a much better version than what he showed last year? Well, I think he's certainly improved. I think, you know, this preseason he looked more comfortable, more effective. He still has a ways to go in. I think, you know, to me, you know, he, I, I like the way he competed. He held off the, uh, you know, Will Levis, who everybody just assumed was going to become the starter. So I, I feel really good about that. And uh, I think he's got to continue to grow. He probably, you know, when he came out in the draft, he was a year away. And now I would say that year he's caught up. So now's the time to take it to the next step. Malik Willis it can underscore a bigger picture point as well, Michael, and that is the culture within an organization. How do you quantify, or is it, I mean, do you quantify it for season win totals? Do you quantify it in your point spread? The fact that the competition level and how it's emphasized in an organization like Tennessee with Mike Vrabel, like a, a guy that's a, a fan of ours, William and Mary grad Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, that that can drive players to be better and produce those year-over-year gains. Yeah, I, I think it's important, right? I mean, the culture is everything. It's, it's, it sets the floor. Uh, and it's really going to make a big difference. And I think there's no question it will. And that's how, you know, Mike Vrabel does a great job of developing those players like Mike Tomlin does. That's why they're so good. The GM Shuffle podcast, it drops Mondays and Thursdays. Michael Lombardi also hosts VSIN's The Lombardi Line. He's a three-time Super Bowl winning NFL executive. And with us in the fast lane, Michael, from the first book, Gridiron Genius, to the one that's about to come out within the next couple of days, Football Done Right. What did you learn from putting that first book together that you believe will make this second book as enjoyable of experience for readers as the first one was? Well, I, I, my love of writing, I, I, you know, I always kind of have loved writing, but I really enjoyed it. You know, writing a book, it's not an easy endeavor. It's, it's challenging. It takes discipline and, and due diligence every single day, but I enjoyed it. And I think the fact that you were able to write one. It's like sailing across the ocean. You, you do it once, you don't feel like you can. You, you might be able to do it twice. And I think that gave me enough confidence to write another one. Michael, my copy will arrive at some point in the next couple of days whenever it's officially out, and I look forward to getting Football Done Right, your second book. Um, for me and for our listeners of the Fast Lane who are planning to order this as well, uh, I know this is the broad, open-ended question that gets asked, but what should I take away? What do you want people to take away from this second book? Well, I, I want people to learn about the league. I want people to understand the history. I want people to understand how great some of the players were that have played this game. I want I want people to understand that there is a difference between Hall of Fame players. They're not just all Hall of Fame. There is a level in the Hall of Fame. I want people to understand the impact that Howard Cosell, Brett Musburger, John Madden had on the game. I want people to understand what it's like to make a trade, how to make trades, what causes trades how the draft became so important to what was going on. So it's a little bit of everything, and it's it's kind of a lesson of the coaching trees 
and who are the great coaches and who are the top 100 players. It's exciting. Can't wait to read it. It will arrive within the next couple of days to my house, and uh, our listeners can order it as well. Football Done Right, the second book by Super Bowl winning NFL executive Michael Lombardi. And, of course, while you're at it, check out the GM Shuffle podcast and the Lombardi line. Uh, And most importantly, subscribe to The Daily Coach. Michael, uh, we'll wrap it up with the thoughts on The Daily Coach because we started with that as well. Uh, How much have you learned even in the last couple of months about your evaluations for the NFL season and tying it in to what you do with The Daily Coach? Well, you know, The Daily Coach is such a great resource for me because I'm forced to study, prepare, work on columns, and I have such great people with me, and George Raveling, who's the greatest human being on all t- of all time, former head basketball coach at Iowa, Washington State and USC, part of the Olympic basketball team, and our team at the Daily Coach that works behind the scenes is really good. It, 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 when you write every day, Ed, it forces you to see things in a different light. It forces you to see things differently, and you are able to then – you know, make observations that perhaps you wouldn't do if you didn't know you had to put something on a piece of paper. Love it. It puts you out of your comfort zone, but in a very rewarding way as it does. We're Daily Coach subscribers here in the Fast Lane and, of course, encourage our listeners to do the same. Michael, thank you for your time today in the Fast Lane. Congratulations on the book, and uh, we'll be certainly keeping it locked to how your predictions go as the season begins. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate you. Indeed. Michael Lombardi with us here in the Fast Lane. And the point that he brought up most notably about leadership, and it does tie into just looking ahead to the NFL season, because, and we've had this conversation with Michael previously, I'm not anti-analytics by any means. I think the data has to be incorporated to a certain extent in football. But the hardest things to quantify are the intangibles like leadership. Or what you can do to push people out of their comfort zone and make year-over-year gains when you may not know exactly what the upside of a player is, on the outside at least. Organizations obviously have a better understanding of that. But getting a grasp on that. And I'm not going to spill all the beans. That will be for the next couple days in our votes of confidence looking ahead to the NFL season. But the the one that jumps out to me the most, and I've been very bullish on them a lot, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Over eight and a half wins. I mean, to me, that's, that's the largest play I've got because Mike Tomlin has shown he can maximize his talent and they made some additions this offseason, but also being very, very bullish, very gung-ho on the fact that consistently he has shown the ability to help teams develop over the course of seasons and off-seasons. And we'll expand on that more, but the staffs that can do that make a lot of sense. Malik Willis with Tennessee, his growth and development to ward off uh, Will Levis as the second quarterback on that roster should not be underscored by any means because Malik Willis was far away last year. They concluded in in spite of him when they won that game or kept that game close in Kansas City and were playing games late down the stretch that he they were able to win. That was not a good spot for Malik Willis. For him to show what he did in the preseason shows that he has taken those steps in the right direction, which is a great thing, obviously, for the Liberty fans out there that love Malik Willis, but it does also speak to the Tennessee Titans and their organization and structure and their commitment to putting plans together, and yes, to Malik Willis as well, for buying into that hard coaching and buying into the plans, and it also touches on what many people knew about Malik Willis during his time at Liberty, that uh, he was much more willing to try to change, get better, and learn than uh, when he was, ironically, at Auburn before that. Yes, going from Auburn to Liberty to be with Hugh Freeze, who then left Liberty to go back to Auburn. But just tying it all together. You know, you identify those type of programs, and that's where you can sit there and say there may be a lot of similar pieces, 
but they'll work on correcting things and maximizing what they have. And that is easier said than done. It's easy to follow us, Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Trelaw VT on social as well, and Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. Quick, friendly reminder, we're back tomorrow afternoon, 5 to 6.